Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. So, how you doing? Good, you did good, you pushed the button. Right away. No hesitation this time. <laughs> we are getting good at this. Right, right. We are getting good at this. Because it was episode seven last week. It was. Yeah. Yeah, now we're on more, uh, on the eighth one. Yep. And, you know, I just want to point out that I'm really hoping that the recording sounds better. Why is that? Because we're a little techie now. We've got, we've got little... <laughs> Little microphones. We're not just speaking into the phone. Right. And you got a little stand for for the phone. For the phone, yeah. We look pretty professional. Yes, me. We're moving on up. We are. (laughs) And I'm just hoping that as we're recording this, that it's picking up our voices. Yes. Through the microphone. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Yeah. I think it is. I think we're going to be good. Yeah. Okay. So we are in the letters. To the churches in Revelation, yeah. and we covered the loveless church. Mm-hmm. Last week, uh, we covered the persecuted church, so now we are on to the compromising yes, church. Yes, the compromising church. That's uh, Revelation 2, and it starts in verse 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Should we read that and then kind of dissect it a little bit? Let's do it. Okay. You want me to read it or you read it? I don't care. Makes okay. me no difference. I'll read it. Okay. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you because Mm. you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, Mm -hmm. who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Mm -hmm. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Ooh, that's Mm. good. So let's just uh, tear this apart a little bit, because I don't think some people are going to understand the symbolism in this. Um... Why don't you start with the two-edged sword? Yeah, the two-edged sword. Uh-huh. We know what that is. That's uh-huh. God's word. Yes. It's it's his word. It's 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 piercing, it's convicting. Yeah. And it's two-edged meaning it's on it's on both sides like Yeah. You know, an actual sword being sharp all around. The Bible is sharp yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah, and just think about that. Like with our mouth, we send out. Uh-huh. So as we're jabbing maybe a sword, we're sending out the word and then we're pulling it back. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and it's it's coming back you know the word says that um, God's word does not go out void mm-hmm there's purpose and meaning to it all. Mm-hmm. So that's what that that means. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, where are we at here? Um, something I do, let's just jump a little bit, but then we're going to come back because we really want to talk about the doctrine because the compromising yeah. church, they were, they were compromising the doctrine. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how that works with belief Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just go to um, verse, this is going to be 17, okay? Uh, we know the word overcomes. Jesus has overcome. He overcame death. We are overcomers as believers, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Then it goes on to say, and I will give him a white stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that white stone, we learned this. This is really interesting because back then, Mm -hmm. they would um, use a white stone and a black stone. At at trials. At trials, yes. And if you were not guilty, they would put the white stone, I guess, in the bucket or whatever, and, and that meant that the person was not guilty. But if the black stone was in there... Mm-hmm. Oh, that was not good. That was guilty. But now Jesus is saying, and I will give him a white stone. That means freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you've been acquitted. Yeah. You're not convicted. Clean slate, Clean right? slate, yeah. Right. Washed white as snow. Mm-hmm. White, yeah, okay. Yeah. And on the stone, a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Mm. A new name, my Bible says, refers to the imputed character of Christ. Yes, together these symbolic images represent unspecified yet guaranteed personalized blessings to be experienced in the age to come. Mm -hmm. So again, like the theme of all these letters is that God is letting us know what our reward is if we overcome. Like he's giving us the promise already. He's not keeping us in the dark. He's letting the compromising church, just like the other churches, know what their offense is, the things that they're doing wrong. Right. So they have a chance to repent and to overcome and let so me they just can receive these rewards yeah let me stop you there because it says overcome i will give some of the hidden manna to eat well we know that the hidden manna that is jesus jesus is the true bread from heaven yes and that that goes with why he's saying you have false doctrines here like you're, you're not you're not looking to me as truth yeah. you're accepting and you're teaching bad stuff, bad doctrine. Let's go back to doctrine, okay? Like in verse 14, but Jesus says, but I have a few things against you, okay? Mm-hmm. That right there should tell you, you are not walking right. Right. You are not walking right and you need to make a shift. And he says, because you have there those who hold the doctrine of, what do we say that word was? Balaam. Balaam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not the doctrine of Jesus. Right. And you know, um, we were talking about this, but man, people have some false doctrine out there. 
Yeah. Some of the churches, they think that they're preaching God's word. Mm. It's watered down versions. It It's not the context of the word. Mm-hmm. And people are adding their own interpretation into it. Yeah, and everybody needs to stop and take responsibility for their self. Absolutely. Do not think that you're going to go to church on Sunday and that's where you're being fed the Word. No. God wants you to get into the Word yourself, yourself yeah. in your own home. And learn. And know it because then you cannot be deceived. Yeah. If if you're then in the Word and you know what His truth, truth is, yeah. His character, His mm-hmm. personality, who He is, Mm-hmm you will get those uneasy feelings when you're maybe sitting in your own church and you're hearing something that's making you feel like that's yeah not almost what like I a think. red flag like wait a it's minute right i don't think that came out right yeah you have a responsibility people yeah to take that and go back to the word and, research, and read it research it uh-huh because um it's our responsibility like i tell my clients um you're you're going to be standing before the Lord, every single one of us. You're Absolutely. not going to be standing next to your pastor. No. You're not going to be standing next to your spouse or even your children. You can't ride the coattails of somebody else. Right. Don't say, well, you're not going to be able to say, well, that's what I learned in church. No, it's your responsibility to know what is right, what Absolutely. the doctrine of the Holy Bible is mm-hmm. is what's right. And we, I think we said this last time. If we know what is right, instinctively we yep. will know what is wrong. Yes. We will be able, the Holy Spirit will prompt us immediately and we will have that prompting that says, mm, no, no, that, that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. And there is scripture, I can't, I, won't, I, I can't think of what it is, but how we're supposed to just be engulfed in what is righteous and what yes. is right. Yeah. Um, and God says that because just thinking about our human nature, if you just studied everything that was wrong and negative, that's kind of a downer. It doesn't bring you the good and the truth. It's so not we edifying. Know, yeah, we need to be engulfed in what is right and true. So just like you said, you'll recognize that something is what off. Is not, what is false. not right and what is false. You're uh-huh. right, yeah, yeah. And it's so important, you know, even this week uh, we had a conversation with a couple of really good friends and listen we have the holy bible like this is a sacred document it's it's our life uh instruction manual mm-hmm. we know that this is god breathed holy spirit inspired mm-hmm. absolutely one thing that we also know is this bible comes in many different versions mm-hmm. The versions, there may be different words, but the meaning, the intent is the same. Mm-hmm. Our dear friend, Pastor Tracy, even confirmed that for us, that, you know, there's some versions of this Bible that doesn't put all of the words that were mm-hmm. inspired in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what, the King James Version, I mean... You know, we don't get anything for this, but I have found and you have found that that is for us the best version that we study by. The New King James Version. Yeah, I'm right? sorry, the New King mm-hmm. James Version. Yep. Yeah. You know, it takes out the these and the thou. And that's so, the only thing it's taking out. Yes, it doesn't take out the 
the intent uh-huh. and the meaning. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for you and I, um, we're, uh, we're more biased towards the New King James Version, but mm-hmm. maybe for some newer believers, um, there's different versions. Like NIV. NIV or the okay NLT, but mm-hmm. I mean, as we have learned in our Bible study with some with some other ladies that um, there may be a, a word difference or a word that's not in mm-hmm. the scripture as in New King James Version. So are we saying that's bad? No, the the intent and the meaning is still the same. Yeah, and just like you said, we're doing that actually in our Bible study. We're studying Revelation together and many times we'll say well what it, what version do you have and read it yeah and the meaning is the same yeah they just use a different english word right, right. Um, <clears throat> so yeah it's but the the main point of this is having a good bible so you could understand doctrine mm-hmm. and when we understand doctrine um of jesus christ right that that's the only doctrine we should be learning. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, we then we we move into faith, faith of this word, having faith in the word, and believing. And mm-hmm. I think we even talked about this last time a little bit about believing, mm-hmm. having belief. Yeah, yeah. And before we kind of dissect that, because that was put on my heart, you know, in my quiet time this morning. Um, this compromising church, you know, sometimes we read, and I left my notes at home, but um, I'm going to rely on the Holy Spirit to help me remember, but where it says to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. You know, um, the compromising church, they had the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before Mm. the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to be accountable for stumbling others. Yeah, we are. So yeah, if good it's not, point. It's not just maybe deceiving ourselves, but if we are taking false doctrine doctrines and we are sharing causing others to stumble, that's not. We're going to be accountable for that too. And Scripture yeah. says that. Yeah, you know when it says eat things sacrificed to idols, um, I dissected that and did some research on it. Like I said, I left my notes at home. But it could be things today, eating things sacrificed to idols, I pretty much learned in a nutshell was what is taking your time that you are consuming Mm -hmm. all your time in that has become an idol. It's not just physically eating something. Exactly. It's not that. Mm -hmm. It's what are you listening to? What are you hearing? What are you putting in your mouth? What are you drinking? Uh-huh. You, you know, what what are you allowing to go through your mind that is not okay? Uh-huh. You know? And that you know, where you're spending most of your time in can become an idol. Are you engulfed in even your children can be an idol. Your and, children, and your honestly, husband. I was guilty of that before Christ. Yes. Um, yes, your husband, your job. Mm-hmm. Your money, how much money you got in the bank account. What you have, all your toys. Yes, material items. Yeah. Sporting events, um, your sports. TV. Yeah, what, what is your... What is your main your focus? Because if, you, if your main focus is not how you are living for Christ... Are you are you 
putting something else before Christ? And if so, guess what? That's an idol. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You may read this and think, well, I don't have any idols. I'm not worshiping anything. Mm -hmm. But your form of worshiping and, and spending your time in it and all your energy in it mm -hmm. is a form of worshiping an idol. What about um, the crosses we're wearing around our neck? That I mean, that could be an idol if we're so consumed with how beautiful it is, mm -hmm. the jewelry part of it. Mm -hmm. We don't wear these crosses for that. We wear this as a remembrance of what mm -hmm. Jesus Christ did for us mm -hmm. on the cross. Crucified. Yeah, he yeah. died for us. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to make you know you got to make sure of what are you putting before God. Yeah, exactly. And, and I what's think, your priority? Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know the main one is job, finances, and family. Yeah, you yeah. know so. It's always good to do that internal inventory of where am I spending most of my time? Hey, what about my the money? phone? Yeah, kids nowadays with the games. Mm -hmm. Oh, gaming. They spend hours. Do you know what I saw, girl? Oh. I saw on the. I think it was the news um, that colleges now have gaming as a sport, and they're classifying it as a sport. Guess what? The college Taylor Ann came from, they have won, uh, I think nationally, if not internationally, they've come in number one, at least the last two years um, in competition. I, but do I, you I know that floored. there's money behind that? Yes. They make a ton of money in that gaming. They're calling it a sport. Yeah. I cringed and I was like, yeah. you have got to be kidding yeah. me. Yeah, because wow. I mean, we've talked about this too, about having, um, you know, people in counseling with kids that are just sucked in to gaming. And that is not good. No. They are not performing in school. No. They, they are have not social issues. Yes. They, they have disconnect on attachment issues. Yes. Um, there's yeah. just a whole laundry list of problems when kids do that for hours well, and yeah, hours. Yeah, because then they got to go down to children's and go through a detox for electronics, for gaming. What for is happening? Oh <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, that's that's no good. So we so, we yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that so you know idols. Yeah, idols. Idols, not good. Mm -mm. Not good. So repent. God says repent. He's still giving us time, people. But you know there will be a day when you're out of time. Mm-hmm. So he's again saying, um, you know what was interesting is that. Um, Verse 15 is also in the Loveless Church. I noticed that, that um, they hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. So interesting um, that God uses that word. And actually the, um, the teachings of the Nicolaitans is that seduce the people of God into idolatry mm. and immorality. So the Loveless Church also had that yeah, idolatry it, and mm -hmm. immorality uh, sin within their church. Yeah, that's um, 
chapter 2, uh, verse 6, it looks mm -hmm. like, in the Loveless Church. And doesn't that just symbolize all Satan? Sexual immorality and idolatry, like he wants to be an idol and people to idolize him. It just engulfs all of all of Satan and in the world that we're living in now. It's all the negative, dark stuff. Yeah, you know when you don't use the things that the Lord has um, created in the right way, um, you can make that an idol. You know. Yeah. God created sex for a reason mm -hmm. between a man and a woman in a marriage mm -hmm. covenant. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a good thing. Yeah, That's a good thing. Outside of that, it is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to account for that. Right. You know? Absolutely. So um, I know you mentioned about reading this and we have to believe truth composed you know compared to like false doctrine so we have to know the truth and mm -hmm. as i mentioned this morning um i just kind of randomly flipped into my bible and he had me land in john and i know that in the past podcast we mentioned about belief and how are you reading the word with belief are you reading these words believing that they're true mm -hmm. that God has done these things that God is the same yesterday today, today and, and tomorrow. tomorrow you know and so um, he had me start in verse 19 or chapter 19 but I just kept reading and reading it was talking about um, when it was when he was on the cross and saying it is finished and mm. he gave his he gave up his spirit and how when he was resurrected and came back you know the disciples didn't believe you know like he's been preaching and warning them and kind of again again that just dawned on me you know jesus god is the same yesterday today and tomorrow and even when he was walking with the disciples he was warning them hey I'm gonna have to leave you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be crucified, but I'm gonna come back in three days. Yeah, they, I don't, they didn't believe his word. I don't think they could wrap their head around that. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're going to die, but you're gonna come back. What does that mean? What does it look like? Yeah, they didn't believe him. Uh uh So you know, I kept reading and reading, and you know, here. Um, what verse? He's talking about uh, in ver chapter 20, verse 27, really through 31. He was talking to, you know, Thomas. Oh, Doubting Th Thomas. Yeah, Doubting Thomas. And in the beginning of my um, verse, the title says, Seeing and Believing. Yes. And I think it goes to show how much he really does look at us even um, in a way that we didn't see and that's where faith comes in is believing what mm -hmm. you have not even seen and and he gives us rewards for that as we're learning in revelation on the all yeah. the letters that we're getting rewards for that but in verse 27 it says then he said to thomas reach your finger here and look at my hands mm. reach your hand here and put it into my side wow do not be unbelieving but believing and Thomas answered and said to him my Lord and my God Jesus said to him Thomas because you have seen me you have believed 
Blessed are those, those who not seen, seen and yet, yet believe. have believed. Man, I wonder, if Thomas, if he really understands the blessing that he got just by seeing Jesus. Right. But I mean, this is, um, this is a, this is, would we say this is a promise? Blessed yeah. are those who have not seen, but yet they believe. Yeah. There's so much more to that. Yes, because blessed means joy. So, you know, if you read further and in, in verse 31, it says, but these are written that you may believe. So these things are written in this book so that we can believe that Jesus is the Christ, mm -hmm. the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. We can have this joy, this blessed life now by believing in Christ and mm -hmm. following him in this world that we're in now. So, you know, it it goes to show that God is not saying you will have a blessed life once you're in my presence. He's saying those that believe right now in me can have a life full of me. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Do you believe that? Mm -hmm. Even in, even in um, the storms of life, those bad things that, you know, trials and tribulations that we go through, we can still have as we are believing in Christ and everything that he did, believing in his word, the gospels, we can still have a good life. We could still have joy in our life. But the only way we're going to get that is to know who Christ is. Mm -hmm. He's not just going to flip a magic wand and say, okay, now you're blessed yes you believe okay everything is all good right no again we have to do our part yes we have to hear the word read the word speak the word listen to the word we got to do all that we yes. got to take the word in mm -hmm. be uh, doers and not hearers right um you know and it was just confirming that he wanted me to share these scriptures on this podcast because after that i um i am a big fan of lion of judah oh yeah um, so I highly recommend, if you haven't heard of that, go to YouTube and look up Lion of Judah. It's mm. very motivational, very scriptural, very biblical um, and motivating. And I clicked on the one that was for day today, and you wouldn't think it was on belief because the title is Stop Blocking God. Mm. So it's um, been posted today, Lion of Judah. We'll put it in our description, but stop blocking God, and it was all about belief. Believing. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait to it hear it. It was all about it, and I was like, and I, I couldn't help it but to be in tears because the Holy Spirit just overwhelmed me with just that confirmation that we really need to stress to people that believing is important yeah and that's where we have to start that's where your faith is built mm -hmm. that's how you're able to get through the trials yeah and the storms is. of life well you got to believe that the Lord says the things that he says and that he is um, going to take care of us he's gonna love us and um, you know he's walking with yes. us in those trials yep he's walking he with us in those celebrations too Right. Um, so we ha we have to we have to if we're gonna walk this um, 
this life of Christ, boy, we better know who He is. Yep, and allow the Lord to mm -hmm. walk with us. Acknowledge that He's there. Yeah. Believe His Word yeah. and be doers. And you know, before we uh, end this, I just want to just remind people, if they have questions um, about what Bible to get, what, what kind of Bibles do we use, um, any questions, anything that we have said on the podcast, uh, send an email to mm -hmm. askthecounselors mm -hmm. at gmail.com. Yep. So yep. that would be a good way to get some questions answered. All right. Till next time. Yeah, Jesus first, right? Yep. That's right. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated True Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated True Talk.